Good morning. Do you know what? It, it, you know, it's lovely. Um, I feel exhausted um, after this morning. I feel really exhausted because, I don't know, it's just been so long since we've been here and we've all partaken in worship like that and people start to pray out and people start to read out. It is so good. It's like Paul said about yesterday. It's so good, the reconnection and, and the support and encouragement that uh, we are and we should be to one another because we're, we're here as a body. We're in this together. Um, yeah, so it's wonderful. So I'm, I really feel shattered. Before I start, I am going to declare a disclaimer. Who laughed? (laughs) I don't know about you, but if you have ever shared anything of your heart before, which I'm sure most of you have to a degree or another, I have found, in my experience, that um, the response is between two extremes, really. Um, one of the extremes is um, you, well, actually, no, that the person doing the sharing of their heart makes themselves very vulnerable to those that are listening. Okay? So that's me. I'm the one doing the sharing. Um, and they expose something of their thoughts and their passion or their, you know, intimate ideas. So what you do is you, you take your heart and you you throw it in the direction of those that are listening. And one extreme is this. It <coughs> falls to the floor because nobody catches it. And then what may happen is somebody may stand on it or, yeah, or kick it. Um, I've done some of that in my time. I've done bits of that when I've not got what somebody is saying. Or the other extreme is this that it doesn't fall to the floor, but somebody or some people catch it. And in a really good situation, somebody may even echo it back to you. So they may say, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I get it. So this morning, I want, in my disclaimer is this. I don't want to offend anybody. Now you're really going to start to worry about what's he going to say. And I want to make it clear, I'm sharing a little bit of my heart and I have no intention of offending anyone. So please bear that in mind as we go forward. But uh, yes, it's it's hard sometimes. I remember when, for those of you who don't know, this is my wife um, and I'm really blessed. I am really blessed. But when when we first got together... And we had spent time dating and going out and, and finding out who each other was. You get to a point, don't you? Everything starts to come to a point where, right, someone has to say something about where they are. So and I've got to tell you, it's not that person that does the, the coming forward and sharing where she is. So I have to say something. So I say about how I feel. And you do, so <coughs> out it comes, and you throw it, and boof. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that, but it, 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 was, it was, in a way, it was like that, because you, 
you, ex again, another exhausting day, I've shared this and there's no echo. I'm waiting for the R. <laughs> there was no echo. But the, the thing is, it, I'm, sh I'm sure there was an echo, but it wasn't ready to come back yet. But, um, yeah, so when you, ex when you share something of your heart, it can be really scary. Now, there's my heart. See it beating away. <laughs> Got to ask you something. What is on your heart for this place, for this community, for us as a family? What is on your heart? What is causing it to beat for hope? The other thing I want to ask you is, is it invested here? Because how we answer these things changes everything about what this church does. You see the way it's beaten away. When I was in biology at school, and I haven't checked these facts or details, and so I could, things could have changed or I could have remembered them slightly wrong. But I was told by a biology teacher that the human heart is probably the size of a clenched fist. And do you know what? It will beat for a lifetime. And they were saying about how you cannot create one of these to this kind of standard. You can't make a heart like this. I was told that, now this could be where I could be a little bit wrong in my thinking, but the part, heart will pump the blood around the body every 40 seconds. That's what I heard, or I think I heard. So, you know, I could be out on, on the, the maths on that. But the thing is, they're not, they can't be reproduced. They can't be manufactured. A heart can't be manufactured. So it's beaten away. So where is your heart? Because if this stops doing what it's doing, or if somebody takes it away, the body dies. Okay? The body will die. If my heart isn't committed here, the body will die. If it stops beating for this place, the body will die. And that's the fact about hearts. So, I want to leave that with you for now. And we're going to have a word from our sponsor for this morning. Ever wondered what the most commonly used word in the world is? Okay. Man's favorite word is one that means all right, satisfactory, not bad. So why invent the light bulb when candles are okay? Why make lifts if stairs are okay? Earth's okay, why go to the moon? Clearly not everybody believes okay is okay. We don't. And we were wondering, what would the world be like if its favorite word wasn't okay? What if we could change it? What if the word was what if? Okay, I, okay. <laughs> I love that advert. That advert is so clever. Because Honda, you're no Honda. Honda makes cars and other equipment. They engineer things. 
But they don't show you anything of what they do. They just tell you what their ethic is. And they're not satisfied. They're not satisfied. They say, Honda, the power of dreams. Now, I'd take Honda away and say, what? the power of dreams, the power of what you feel, what is on your heart, is incredible. In God's hands, it's incredible. Because it's got us as a group of people here this morning. It's got what's going on downstairs happening this morning and with the youth. The power of dreams. Your old men will dream dreams. I qualify now. I'm, or I'm just about, I qualify. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. It's important to know what your heart has on it for this place. I've got to put my hands up and say that I am an out-and-out person that is inspired by vision. That doesn't mean to say I will follow anything, but I am activated by vision, by a challenge, by purpose. Now, I've been thinking about this, this church here, and going back to a conversation that uh, I had some time ago with, with some others, and we were talking about this building. And got a, for those of you that don't know, this building is a new building, and it has been built in the place of an old building. Uh, I wasn't here when this happened, but in this conversation, we were talking about this building now, and we were reflecting back and asking questions about how this building got here as it is. And during the conversation, um, I asked, so who had, who had the vision for changing the building? And so the conversation carried on, and some, some names were mentioned, some of which I knew. Um, but the thing was, somebody had seen the purpose for something and what needed to change. They, they were talking, what if we do this? What if? And so they cast, they threw their heart out, they put their, the vision out, and other leaders in the area get it. They understand. Here it is, here's the cold facts, here's the sober facts of the things that we're trying to do. And this seems to be the way that we're going to do it. Now, that's great. So what somebody has done is they have had a vision for something or an idea, and it's birthed into a vision. And so somebody steps forward and gathers others to it. Now, the conversation continues about this building and asks a question about, so how much money did you have to do this? Oh, well, we didn't, have, we didn't have the money to do it. We don't have the money to do it. No, but we, we need to do this. And so ways and means come into play. And you tell the wider body, the believers, the followers, the, the disciples in this church. And with so in the vision, people step up in faith. And we get behind it. And you know why they do this? They do this because their hearts are invested. And because their hearts are invested, we step forward. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be expensive. It will cost time and money. But we believe this is the way to go. 
Now, I am not someone that is okay with okay. That was then. This building was built, according to the stone outside, this building was opened in 1995. It's 26 years ago. And this building was converted into the way it is now for a school because that's what the churches wanted this to be. This was part of the school that the churches had. And it was really successful. And it grew and it developed. There is no school now. That is now gone. So what are we doing now? Because are we okay with the way we are? Are we okay with okay? Or are we thinking, what if? What are we doing? What's the purpose here? Now, I, my heart is that we want to see new life. We want to see people come to Christ. I want what David was sharing about his missionary trip. I want to see something like that here. I want to see something where See, I got, I got saved. I became a Christian when I was 25 and had no church in my background at all up until that point. But when I became a Christian, I wanted other, someone else to experience the same thing because it changes. It changed me and it changes people. God moves in human beings and if we open the door and if we make it possible for us to introduce him to somebody, it's fantastic. As leaders here, we've had an awful time over the last 18 months. And the same as many of you would have had obstacles in your life over the last 18 months because we've had a pandemic. And we're, we're trying to work out, so, okay, how do you, how do you provide for this church when you can't actually physically meet one another. So we, we have to come up with ideas, and Gary and John very quickly got us up and running immediately online. For me, that's great. It's a substitute. It's great, but it is a substitute. This is the important thing. We're, what we're experiencing this morning and trying to go out and meet other people During that time, then, we've got to try and come back together. Um, that's, that's a bigger nightmare than getting everybody to stay at home. It's, it's awful because there's so many things you've got to try and take into account. What has to be done and how can it be done safely? And it, it, who's there? We don't know because you, you talk to some people, but you don't know where everybody is. But we're, we're beginning to do it, and it's great. And it, and it does. It, it does. it does the heart good to be back together. During that time, we had people, some people leave, and that left holes in things. So we, <clears throat> we had no children's workers or people leading the children's work. Because... Um, Mark and Rachel were leaving, and, and so that was going to leave a hole, and, and Joy was going to step down, so that left a hole. So we're thinking, so what do we do? Do we just try to patch that up? And we thought, no, what if, what if 
we employ somebody part-time. And I've got to tell you, I think this is the most, at the moment, this is the most important thing we've done as a church in a long time. We've employed a family worker. And the family worker works downstairs, building a team for Hope Kids, and also leading Bouncing Beans. And we have a great front door now because of Bouncing Beans to get to build a relationship with people from outside. And Bouncing Beans has been there a long time. It's well established. But we're now, because we have a family worker, we're now seeing how, we can, how the two align and how, how you make this work. Because I believe that, and I, I think you know, the elders believe, that this is probably the, the most effective way we're going to see if people reached for Christ. And it'd be via the children's work. The other thing that is, um, uh, that is really um, key is the food bank. And being asked to be a food bank hub. And how important that is. So these things are, are moving on. But we're trying to, we're trying to say, okay... If our heart is for the lost, if our heart is for a community to be built here, we've got to reach out. What's the time? And somebody would, I'm expecting someone to say, it's 25 past 11, but it's not. That's not what that means. What's the time? See, some people may also think, oh, well, it's the, the end times, isn't it? That's where we are. And I don't know. I have no idea. I've no idea where we are in Christ's return. I don't know. I can understand how people look at things like that and they say, oh, oh it's imminent or it's in our li- it will be in our lifetime. And I can understand why people do come to that conclusion. But for me, I don't, I don't know. I think the church, ever since it was established, has probably thought we're in the last days. It's coming to an end. So what's the time? Time is now. It is always now. That's all there is. That is all that we have now. We live in the present. And what we do in this presence today affects tomorrow's present time. If we, if we are bold in some of what's on our hearts, and if we're committed and invested here with our hearts, what can this church be to someone else? What can this church be to the families that come to Bouncing Beans or the families that come to the food bank? There are many things that we would like to do that, you know, is not, maybe not for now, if at all. But you have a dream, you have an idea, you have a vision, and you try then to walk towards it and see what God does. See, what did Joy and Sarah say, who were downstairs at the moment last week? Sarah said, we're not a babysitting service. And she's right. And it's been like that for a while. It's not a babysitting service. They're educating the children. They want the children to have their own faith when they come to that point. They're investing in their children. Sorry, in our children. When we have families come, you know what, I'd like, I'd like the basement to be transformed. I'd like it to be something completely different to what it is now. And I'd like families to come and then we could, they could see, wow, you really believe in families. You really invest 
in family work here. Because I think that's, that's something of our heart. What a joy, say last week, that she's stepped back into doing kids because she felt there was a stream, there was a river flowing from God's throne. And she said, so, am I going to get in or am I going to just watch? And she, so she decided she's going to get back in and go with the flow of it. What am I doing? Am I getting in the stream and going with the flow? Am I trying to, to see what can be done or what can be changed? What ifs there are that we can reach out for and do? We've had a long, difficult 18 months, but the time is now. And it's, what am I going to do now? How am I investing here now? And it's the same question for you guys. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to hand back over to Sarah. Um, and then you'll do whatever you want to do. Okay. Father, we thank you that this is your church. And regardless of how, how we see it, it's your church. But we know, Lord, that you are about making disciples. You want people to follow. You ask people to follow you. And Lord, we want to, to be a, a community church where those outside are introduced to you. We want to be a church where we see you move in us who are established in your church and also in, in people coming in. We want there to be a maturity about us, Lord, and, and we, we want to be bold and brave, Lord, with what we believe you're saying to us. This is your church, Lord, and it's in your hands. So, Father, we want to surrender this to you and ask that you steer, you guide anyone that leads here. You steer and you guide anyone that will lead here. You steer and guide any one of us that serve here in whatever capacity. And we pray, Father, that by the power of your spirit that you will do great and wonderful things that may even go unnoticed, but we pray, Father, that you will be at work and that you will transform and change us so that we're not okay with the status quo. Uh, status quo. We're not okay with being okay. We're looking to you and thinking, what if you move? You know, we want to follow you. So, Lord, we, we, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for the kids' work downstairs today and for the new season that it, this is. And we pray that this new season captivates us and, and runs through us and that we will see our part in this. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>